Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I want to talk to you about cleaning up your content. Cleaning up your content. And by content, I mean anything that you write. It could be your book, your blog, an article, presentations, what have you. Whatever that content is, cleaning it is essential. So after you've written your book, after you've drafted everything out, the most important part of the book publishing process specifically is editing. It is the most time-consuming part. It is the most detailed part. And it's the part that can rip your book apart. (laughs) But reconstruct it in a much better way. So you know probably already, if you know me at all, that I am not a proponent of a write-it-quick and dump it on your reader approach. Writing is a craft and editing is part of that writing process. To degrade yourself and your reader by throwing unedited drivel at them is just unacceptable. They don't want to, you know, feel like they have to read your book with a red pen in hand. And believe me, I read a lot of books with a pencil in my hand or something to make notes. I can't help but make a note on an error that I find in a manuscript. Now, I get it. We're all human and thus we're infallible. But, you know, it's it's just not uncommon for me to find an error in a bestseller that I'm reading or to see something that needs to be corrected from one of the big five publishing houses or even on the website of an author who has, you know, millions of copies out there in the world and I find errors on their websites and I'm like, ah, you can't have this. But anyway, that's just me. Other people may not be quite as anal as I am. But Either way, you cannot skip the editing process. To do so and just skip it all together is just inexcusable if you want to become a published author. You have to at least make an attempt to provide a clean manuscript that's worthy of attention. So you might ask yourself, why should I care about errors? I'm just trying to get something out there. I'm not trying to be all perfect. And that's fine. You can have that attitude, yes. But you also have to think about your reader. Now, as an editor, I'm likely to care a little more about errors than the average writer. But there are several reasons why you should also care. Let me highlight a few of those. One, this is your reputation on the line. Do you want to have readers 
you know, leave reviews saying, oh, the content had potential, but there were so many errors, I couldn't finish the book. Do you think they'll ever buy another book from you if that's the way they feel? Likely not. You've just lost a future sale and besmirched your reputation at the same time. You don't want that. Second reason that you should care. Following those lost future sales, you can make more money with clean copy than you can with unedited work. Again, the better the read, the more likely the return. So if you provide a quality product, people will want to come back for more. Three, if you're writing your book to build credibility or to show authority, you'll shoot yourself in the foot if it is riddled with errors. If you cannot take enough care to correct your own work, how can the reader trust you to help them with theirs? Think about it. If you are a, a business person, a coach, a consultant, and you don't take enough care to provide quality work to your clients, they may not feel that you'll take enough care about their business to help them appropriately. So do take care. Number four, you don't want to diminish your dazzle. You have an important message to share and the readers are hungry for your information. Don't mess that up by providing sloppy writing. Be mindful. Be mindful of what you're presenting to the world because you can't take it back. Sure, you can re-upload a revised version of something, but once a person has downloaded your original, it can't be retrieved. So you put something on Amazon and they buy the ebook, let's say. Well, when they downloaded that and they see it and it's riddled with errors and it's sloppy and it's not formatted according to industry standards, they're going to say, dang, why did I buy this piece of whatever? And they also may leave a review to that effect. But even if they don't, they're not going to go back and buy another one. Now, if you change that and you find, okay, oh my, there are errors in here, so let me clean that up and re-upload it. That's fine for the next guy, but the first guy who already bought your piece of crap is not going to be very happy with what they bought. And they may share that. They say that a negative uh, review or negative words spread a lot faster than positive words do. So you may have already shot yourself in the foot. So put the right work out the first time so that you don't have to worry about that. All right, all right. Okay, I made my point here. Quality writing is important. I will always tell you that. Quality books will sell more copies. Quality work builds credibility and trust. You got that now, right? You know. Good. Okay. So, um, now let's talk about providing that quality work on your own first and then we can talk about how you can get it done with a second pair of eyes. 
Let's talk about a few self-editing tips. We now know that errors diminish our dazzle, right? They, and when they diminish our dazzle, they weaken our wallet. That's one thing we've always said at Halogenate. Errors diminish your dazzle and weaken your wallet. So checking for your errors in your own work is important and it's not only a courtesy to your readers, but it benefits your credibility as a professional, right? Now, those errors can be in anything you're doing. So in emails, in articles, blog posts, books, and websites, if they are riddled with errors, it's going to reflect on you. One way or another, it's going to reflect on you. There is a quote that I have used in presentations um, in the past that said something like errors always make an impression and never a good one. I don't know who said that, but if you do, then let me know. I would love to attribute that. They're always going to make an impression one way or another. You want it to be positive, right? So every good writer needs an editor. And regardless, editors need editors to edit their own work when they're writing something too. I hire an editor when I need one to look over my work. So every good writer needs an editor. There are a few things, though, that you can do to help eliminate some of your own errors before you send it to your editor for their second pair of eyes. And, you know, some of these are really, really simple things that you can do, okay? So use them, don't use them, whatever, but make sure that you double-check your work. So... Some of those tips include, one, the obvious, use your spell check in your word processing software, whatever that is. I know, you know, a spell check feature is not going to catch all of your errors, but at least it's a good first step. So you can quickly correct then, you know, those double spaces after a period or repetitive words or the obvious misspellings. But just remember that even though you have spell check or some other grammar checker, they're often very weak and, you know, they can send your writing in the wrong direction in some cases. Oh my gosh, some of the recommendations I see are just ridiculous, but at least it'll help you to catch some of the obvious things that you just, you know, missed as you were typing your manuscript initially. So... As you're going through your manuscript and doing a spell check, if something causes you to pause, then stop and look it up offline. I don't recommend relying on the internet to tell you what is right because there is so much garbage on the internet that will not be accurate. So you want to look it up in a reliable resource like Merriam-Webster's 
Collegiate Dictionary, eleventh, uh, and the Chicago Manual of Style. Those are reputable resources that you can tap into. And remember, um, spell checkers aren't going to catch the accurate typos. So, and I, I call them accurate typos because they may be words that are spelled correctly, but they're used in an incorrect context or something. Or it could just be that they're transposed letters. For example, the word from versus form. F-R-O-M, F-O-R-M. Two words, spell checker won't pick that up, but they are obviously not the same words in the same context. They're not going to have the same meaning. And there's so many, you know, homophones and everything else. You could use the word to, T-O, versus to, T-O-O, versus to, which is T-W-O, versus two. So you have two twos and twos, and they can all be different. They're not all going to be appropriate in the right place in the same place. So spell checker, because they're spelled correctly, have no reason, they have no reason to flag that. But the reality is, they could be incorrectly used. I have a whole list of uh, accurate typos that I often find in work that comes through Halogen Inc. And so, you know, we have a list of those. So if you want to tap into that, then reach out to me at writesomethingworthy.com and perhaps I can share some of those with you. So using spell check is one way that you can help yourself to, you know, make sure that you are doing the best that you can to correct your own work. Another thing to do is to just let your document rest for a minute. You know, sometimes if you just give yourself some time away from what you're writing, you'll, um, you'll come back with fresher eyes. So you'll be able to see some of those things that you just passed over while you were either cranking it out or doing your first pass edit or, uh, or writing. Because quite frankly, if you are writing a manuscript, I don't recommend that you edit until you've gotten things down on the page. Because if you just, if you write a chapter or a paragraph or a sentence, and then you keep going back to take a look at that sentence to see whether you did it right or typed it right or put the right verb tense or, you know, you're never going to finish writing. So just get it down on paper and then go back and clean it up. So let your document rest so that you'll be able to go back and see those elephant errors trampling all over your pages. That separation might help you to see a little more clearly. Another idea that you can use to help find your own errors in your manuscript is to read for one kind of error at a time. For example, you could read for spelling errors on one run through and punctuation or grammar issues on another run through. And that way you can just stay focused on what you're looking for 
and not, you know, get lost in the weeds and stuff like that, it might help you to identify some problems in your manuscript as you go along. One thing you also want to make sure you do is plan time for the editing and the proofreading. Because editing is part of the writing process. It's not just something you throw in before you go to print. You need to leave sufficient time to address the editing issues. Content, organization, word choice, flow, etc. You need to leave time for that process. And then to proofread your final edit, your final draft after all of that work. Another thing that you can do after you've, you know, done most of your writing and editing is to read your work out loud. And that reminds me of one of those other uh, words that uh, sounds alike, but can be used incorrectly, aloud. A-L-L-O-W-E-D. You're not allowed to do that. Or you can read it aloud. A-L-O-U-D. Right? So, be careful how you use that. But, and anyway, read your work aloud, and it might help you to find some issues. Or think that you just trip over, or think that you don't feel as comfortable with, even if they are correct, sometimes the way you say it, well, that doesn't sound quite right. Maybe I can tweak that and change it this way. So we have a tendency to read what we expect to be there. So we're more likely to trip over it if there's a missing word or a misused word when you read it out loud. So read it aloud and see if that helps you. And think also, you tend to speak slower than you read because you're trying to read every word. And that can help you to find some of the errors or some of the problems with the flow. So consider doing that. So now, after you've done the best you can do with your manuscript, read it one more time. Read it one more time and see if you find any issues with it whatsoever. And if you feel good about it, then it might be time to turn it over to your professional editor. Now, you know, I'm biased because I've been an editor for over 15 years. And I truly believe that every good writer deserves an editor. And that's why my clients, you know hire me to review their work. I've got some clients who have multiple books, you know, double-digit books, but they still know the value of an editor, and they still know that they need to make sure that their manuscript is quality and worthy of their reputation, accurate and clear, so that they can make sure that they look good when they go to print. Now, editors do more than just, you know, catch spelling errors. They also ensure that your work is coherent, that it's clear, that it's consistent, that that theme, you know, carries through all the way. And 
for example, there was one uh, fiction piece that I read years ago, years ago. In one chapter, the protagonist goes into the hotel room and drops his uh, brown duffel bag. Well, two chapters later, when he's about to leave the hotel room, he grabs the black briefcase and <laughs> heads out the door. It's like, wait a minute. You just had a brown duffel bag a couple of chapters ago. Where'd the black briefcase come from? So things like that are not going to be found by spell check or some automated reader. That takes human eyes sometimes to catch those kinds of things. And your copy editors can help you to find things like that. Inconsistencies, shifts in your protagonist. I've even seen the names of some characters change uh, accidentally. You know, it could be, you know, Bob in one chapter and then three chapters later his name is Bill and you're like, wait a minute, is this a new guy or is this the same guy? And you have to go back and reread it. You don't want your reader to go through that. You don't want your readers to have to question what they just read and have to go reread in order to figure out what you're supposed to be saying. And you don't want them to be digging up your errors. So that's another reason why you need another pair of eyes. There are some writers who might hold on tight to their purses and their wallets and ask, you know, why do I need to have an editor? You know, why should I pay somebody to do that when I've got friends or writing critique groups and other people who can read my books for me for free. Well, you can certainly do that. You can have others read your work. Please do. You know, many fiction writers have beta readers who read their stories, and, you know, that is a good first step. But usually, those readers are not involved in the publishing industry, and they may not understand industry standards and they may not understand the genre you're writing in and they may not have ever helped others to write successfully and get published so they may not know what's necessary. They may know what they like and they may like you. So they may express their humble opinions and they may be gentle with you and just say, oh, you know, that's really Good. I really like that. Do you have any feedback for me? Oh, no, it was great. Never mind all the errors that were in it or uh, any of the other issues with it. So editors, they're, they're not here to bash you over the head with your errors or anything, but they're not willing to let you publish something that is not worthy of human eyes. <laughs> you know, they're going to tell you when a manuscript needs work. It's their professional duty to do so. And they'll gladly help you to massage your message until it remembers something that matters, resembles something that matters. You know, they want you to look good. So the editors aren't here to find fault. They're here to ensure your perfection. And, you know, to top that off, a lot of us editors, we won't hold back because we don't want to have our names associated with something that's poorly edited, <laughs> you know? 
um, way, way back in, in the old days, okay, when I first started Halogen Inc., this is really early, so, you know, almost 15 years ago, I allowed a client to request a hard copy edit. So they gave me a printed copy of the book and I did hard copy edits. I wrote the proofreader marks and all of that on their document and returned it to them. Well, they had a typist who was going to make all the changes in the electronic file for that client. But that typist missed so many of the errors and the edits that were noted for them to change that I was incredibly embarrassed to see the results after the fact. That typist, they didn't proof the changes to make sure that the edits were made and that no new errors were introduced. That is a big problem and something that we have to consider. Because even as editors now, where we do the editing in the file itself and we track the changes for the authors to see, when we discuss something that is not just, um, you know, it's not a right or wrong, but it's something that's a decision that the author needs to make about the manuscript. And we make a decision based on that discussion. The changes then are best made by the editor so that they don't introduce any new errors into the manuscript. Otherwise, then they've got to reread the thing all over again because they don't know where you've tweaked and you've added something and you've stuck a space before the period that, you know, wasn't there before and all of that kind of stuff. So editors prefer to make the changes so that they can make sure that there are no new errors introduced into the manuscript. Now, you can share your book with your friends, you can share it with your colleagues and so forth and get their feedback by all means. If you have a friend who is an English teacher, they can look at the mechanical aspect of the manuscript, look at the content, the message, the overall readability, that's all good. Take that and take the feedback and make any changes that you want to make as a result of it, but then schedule your professional edit with your editor. Your friends, your colleagues, and your editor all want you to look good when your book comes out. So they're going to be looking for your best interest and with your best interest in heart. So, I have beat this horse, I know, but it is so incredibly important for you to understand the importance of having a professional edit on your manuscript. It is not enough to do spell check. It is not enough to let your friends or your writing group read it. You need a professional edit before you consider publishing a book. One thing, I, I don't have the exact quote the way I say it sometimes, but, you know, writers will ask, do I really have to have my book edited? And I'm like, you don't need to have every book edited, only those you intend to sell. If you intend to sell your book, you should have that book edited by a professional editor so that you can make sure that you look as good as possible in print. You want to show that you can write something worthy. 
So, clean up your content. Make sure you're producing something that your readers can enjoy, that they will gain something from, and don't allow errors to diminish your dazzle and weaken your wallet. Let's go into now our abundant author affirmation. I produce quality work that is worthy of me. I produce quality work that is worthy of me. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much for being with me today and putting up with my rant on editing and the importance of cleaning up your content. I look forward to seeing you next time on Write Something Worthy. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode.